Hi, welcome to episode 76 of Mompreneur Space Live Show. I'm Kenneth Chu, the host and also the author of Mother Industrialist, Perfecting the Balance Between Motherhood and Business Success. So in my book, I've interviewed 15 mompreneurs I personally know in the past 10 years. I've also shared with the mothers how they can craft their mompreneurship blueprint using the three P's, which is passion, purpose, and profit to kickstart their business. At the same time, I, will, I have been running my own digital marketing agency, KC Creative Marketing, for the past five years, where I help startup, solopreneurs, self-employed, and SME by using social media, video marketing, and live streaming to build up their brand in today's online digital world. In this new season of Mompreneur Space Live Show, I will still be interviewing a successful mompreneur every Monday, and I hope that it will continue to inspire and motivate more mothers who are running their own business or for those who wanted to start their own business. So during the live show, you guys can start posting your question in the chat and we will answer them at the end of the show. So I hope you guys will enjoy this new episode. So in this new episode, we will be talking about roles versus responsibility. And today I have this really awesome mompreneur and she is phenomenal. In fact, I knew her coming to a year and how I, how I get to know her is through my workshop. She was attending my um, September Mompreneurship uh, 4.0 workshop. And since then, we have been uh, catching up, been contacting each other. Uh, she has been also very involved in a lot of community service. So for this special uh, Mompreneur that is tuning in today, is coming on, they have invited. She's a full-time working mom in the finance industry. She is also the founder of Stalen Maternity, which is a homegrown maternity wear label. She's a mom of two boys, seven and four. And she's also a community leader in Women's of Courage Asia. So without further ado, let us welcome Lisa. Hi, Lisa. Hi, hello. Good to have you. <laughs> okay. Now, thank, thanks for making the time uh, to come on live and uh, finally I'm able to uh, interview you after a long period of time. <laughs> Lisa, just to let you know there's a tradition that every guest gets to post the question of the day out to the audience and also to the next guest. So are you ready to answer the question of the day? So Lisa, are you ready? Are you yep. ready with the answer to the question <laughs> of the day? Yeah, so long it's not a trick question. Okay. <laughs> so the question of the day posted by the previous guest is what's your greatest achievement in life? So what kind of legacy would you like to leave behind? So it's it's a there's two questions in one. Okay. So uh, let me repeat. What's what is your greatest achievement in life and what kind of legacy would you like to leave behind? Okay? Spend some time to think about it while I will go on live and uh, maybe we can say hi to the rest. Hi Nicole, hi hi Gina, hi Alex, hi Angela. Okay, so for those who are tuning in, just say hi to us to let us know. So today, uh, basically, today's our topic is roles versus responsibility. And the reason why we have this topic is because uh, when I was uh, discussing with Lisa about the topic of the day, then we started to have a debate. Uh, and later we will share with you why we came out with this roles versus responsibility. Okay, so Lisa, are you ready with your answer to the question of the day? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, okay. Um, I will still say my greatest achievement thus far, mm -hmm. or 
I, I think will also be for quite some time, would be giving birth to my two kids. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> because uh, I think for... Should I elaborate? Yeah, definitely. I don't know if it, you, are feel, you feel comfortable to share. Uh, I think for, for moms that have uh, lost... Uh, lost, uh, you know, uh, babies. Uh, whether mm. it's miscarriage or whatever, yeah. uh, I think being able to have a rainbow baby, which means the baby that comes after, it's always uh, it's always something that brings extra meaning and significance to your life. Mm. So yeah, so I think for me, being mom is something quite precious. Yeah. Um. Yeah, especially having gone through all those experiences. So, yeah, I think my greatest achievement is being able to give birth to them. Mm, yeah. That's, that's very nice to hear because I guess that most mother will will totally agree. Like if, if like for you, you have two boys, one seven and one four. So definitely uh, having two kids um, is, is your greatest achievement so far, right? Yeah. Okay. So the second question, which is what kind of legacy would you like to leave behind? Legacy, yeah. my. I think for me, my legacy is the same that I will leave it behind. It's the same legacy that I will leave for my kids. Mm. I think for me, it's always teaching them that you know, life is moving. is a is really a journey of never learning, uh, a life of never growing, uh, never sorry, never stop growing, never mm. stop learning. Yeah. Because uh, I think the day where we become stagnant in our life is the day that, you know, I think things will start to deteriorate. I mean, such is the world, right? <laughs> if you don't start watering the plants, you don't do anything about it, things will just degenerate. So right. I think the only way we can be a better version of ourselves is always to keep learning, is always to keep um, growing. Yep. Yeah. So I think that's right. what I want to tell my kids to never stop learning. Mm, that's good. That's good. It's, yeah. it's really like lifetime learning. Like even even uh, our government is saying to to have a lifetime learning. Even though that uh you may have finished your degree or master whatever qualification that you have, but when we step into the society, we still need to con- continue continuously learn learn things. Like even for you, you have been learning things um a lot of things <laughs> recently. Oh yeah. Yeah. So that's that's very good, and uh, now we can officially kickstart with the show. Thanks, thanks, Lisa, for the awesome answer to the question of the day. So uh, we have a lot of um, new new people that is coming in, new audience. Maybe you can say hi to the viewers. Hi, everyone. This is Lisa today. Uh, Lisa, she's a full-time working mom and also the founder of Stalen Maternity. Thank you guys for watching, and if you guys can hear us, uh, just say hi to us or even type one to let us know that you guys are in, so that we can say hi to you. Because uh, we, we will be able to see like we have 10 people coming in, but we do not know exactly who you are. So you guys can just um, type one in the chat so we know that you guys can hear us loud and clear so that we can also say hi to you for uh, staying on. Okay. So um, while, while waiting for, for the audience to share with us, to say hi to us, so um, maybe Lisa, you can do a short introduction of yourself. Uh, 
especially for those who are seeing you for the first time and share with us what are you what were you doing before you start your business or whatever they're currently doing share with us also and where are you from because we do have audience from all around the world that's watching uh mompreneur space live show even for those who are watching the replay so maybe you can do a short introduction of yourself yeah so for starters i'm uh, 100% singaporean <laughs> Uh, born and bred here, uh, yeah, Singaporean mate. Um, for me, I am a mother of two, as what uh, Kenneth had mentioned, a uh, mother of a seven and a four-year-old boy. I am currently still holding a full-time job in the finance sector, uh, but also uh, also working on a silver maternity as well as my my uh, label. Uh, apart from that, uh, we I'm also serving as a community leader at a uh, Women of Courage Asia. Um, yeah, that's the bulk of it. <laughs> so <laughs> Apart what, from mm, being mum, yeah. Okay, so what were you doing before every everything that happens <laughs> like in uh, in your current job? Unless unless you this is your first and only job till now. That means yes. in the finance sector. Oh, is it? Yes. <laughs> oh, since I have been you there for. F- I cannot tell you how many years because that will tell you my age. <laughs> I, I didn't know that. I thought that it's like, like you might have been into other jobs. Is no. it the same company, same, same yeah. department? Uh, I changed uh, department once. Oh, within the yeah. same company? Wow. Yes, within the same company. Wow. But after that, it's been there all the way. Yeah. Wow. That, okay. Okay. Now, <laughs> now, now I understand because the first time when you share with me like everything okay I, I believe that the audience will be one will, will be curious like for you how do you manage to be in the same company for so many years ever since you graduated till now right uh, actually I'm even also before curious. I graduated I was oh. there already I did my internship there too wow, <laughs> wow. yeah so but, now I can um, <laughs> calculate <laughs> uh, not really okay uh, anyway uh, Vindev uh, I mean what I think the finance industry is a industry that has changed the climate has changed a lot in the mm-hmm. last what 20 30, yeah 15 20 years i mean from the great financial crisis to you know covid to you know there's just so many things that has happened in the markets and it's every time when you go through different markets you expect you you kind of think like history will repeat itself but uh things don't always turn out the same so you mm-hmm. kind of get you know, caught by surprise, how, you know, just one factor that changes will change the whole ball game. Mm. So, yeah, I would say finance is really a quite a, a interesting uh, place to work with. So, the tempo is very fast. Yep. So, I guess that has kept me on my toes for the last, <laughs> don't know how many years. <laughs> but but it's, it's really not easy to be in, because I was, I was in, uh, as a, I was working as a personal banker before. I mm. know how fast it is. Every day, it's like, one day there seems like a week because basically you are doing a lot of things within that 20 like maybe 12, 12 hours 12 yeah. hour, at least 12 hours yeah. like as a banker we will report like 8am then we will finish everything by 10pm then sometime after 10pm we don't rest we still have what brunch outing oh. gathering and all, a lot of stuff or maybe supper with, with colleagues so, so like you mentioned it's so fast paced but you're able to be there in this fast pace. How did how did it happen? Because it, it requires a lot of seminars, uh, a lot of discipline and all that stuff. Yeah. Was yeah. it something that you expect yourself to be in the same job to now? Oh, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I stepped into the company, uh, the lady that was coaching me, she's been there at the company for 11 years. I was wow. like, 
I, I looked at her and I was like, how does somebody last 11 years in the same company? I was like, I will never be able to do it. And in those days, you know, people always say, oh, your youngsters always like to job hop, blah, 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 right? <laughs> I was like, ah, max is like two, three years. I'll be, that will be already very good already. But, you know, um, the, the job scope was something that was changing, challenging. Mm. Uh, that gave me play a uh, room to grow. I think, like I said, I like to learn new things. Mm. So if it's a place that challenges me, that allows me to learn new things, then yeah, I, why not? You know, so shampoo, so so. So true, true, true. Yeah. So it, it's always good to to change. Uh, but if let's say within the company, uh, there's a there's a there's kind of a. a level up also because in terms of because in bank there's ranking also mm. so your rank goes up and also it means that your pay your bonuses and all that stuff will also increase over the years because <laughs> you will also have like five years uh, five years oh, service don't award have. I don't have okay <laughs> but you see the best the, thing is you don't even have yo, that yo. No <laughs> and la, you're still but, with them which is uh, good yeah I guess you work more for the more than just the money yeah I mean if we I mean, if we go to work just for the money, I think that's when you start to die a little bit on the inside because, mm. yeah, then day in, day out, it's just, yeah, the same thing. It has to be something else for then just the money, I guess. Yes. Uh, and, wow, this is, the this is I think, the, you are the first guest, right, that, that was in the same job until now, which I can't dig any, any, <laughs> any history. But what were you studying back then? Did you study like in school? Uh, yeah. So I was studying finance. I actually did a double major. I was a wow. marketing and finance major. I had my heart set on being a marketing exec. Actually. <laughs> oh okay. Never expected to be in the finance <laughs> till the second last year, the third mm. year. Then I suddenly did a. Okay. I decided to detour. go finance. Yeah, I did a detour. Okay. Uh, and I guess that's quite pivotal for my life. Yeah. Mm. Because if I think my life would be so different if I had stayed in marketing. Is it? Yeah. Because you have marketing friends or friends graduated from marketing. Um yeah, I mean marketing back then okay, because I came from SMU then everybody oh, okay. is very funky one, you know, <laughs> they are very creative and things like that. So yeah, it's it's always very fun to hang around these people because they are always thinking out of the box and stuff. So finance, while well, it's very glamorized and you know people think oh you earn big bucks and yeah. whatever not, it's not really the case <laughs> that, that, That's what I thought also initially when I oh, yeah, got yeah, into yeah. a bank as a banker. I thought it's very glamorous, but it's glamorous on the outside. They all try to sell us that so that <laughs> we we'll get to join them. <laughs> but I'm not saying that you know it's. I mean, glam is one thing, mm. but glam is people. Only, I mean, for any job that you do, people only see the good the, part. The good it. part of it. Nobody yeah. knows how much hard work goes yeah, behind true, it. True. 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 Yeah, which is yeah. which is I think now I kind of have the answer like why maybe that's the reason why you started still in maternity because that's where you can add in a bit of marketing knowledge that you have not been using for many years uh, or maybe you can share with us like how do you start I guess I'm itching to use the creative part of me <laughs> la. after, after being so, so rational <laughs> looking at dollars and cents yeah I think I want to touch be a bit more in tune with the creative side of mm. me but what sparks the learn um, very long story but let me just bring it very very short yeah, long story um, short <laughs> <laughs> um, so I did mention to you all about the you know um, the story uh, but what was probably more also pivotal was uh, I think 
two years after my youngest son. Mm. Um, yeah, like I say, mom is being a mom is so important to me, and I, I think for the times that when they were young, my daily life was just going to work, coming back home, be with them, do you know, look after them, play with them. Everything is about them. Then mm. after that, it's work again. I mean, of course, other than patoing my spouse lah, <laughs> but. Um, but it's just pretty much the cycle. And by the by, I think by the time my youngest one came along, I found that I wasn't really happy. Uh, I kind of felt like I lost myself. Hmm. Yeah, and I didn't really know who I was. I guess it also come off as like a midlife crisis. Maybe <laughs> some people would term it that. Yeah. So quarter so life I, crisis, I guess. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Still young, quarter life. So yes, so uh, yeah. So one fine day, um, after I couldn't take it anymore, I there was an episode at work. So mm. I was like, enough is enough. Okay, maybe I need to do something for myself. Mm. You know. So I came back home. I talked to my husband. I said, eh, I I I think I need some time off. You know, I think I'm gonna burn out already because mm. work is getting a lot very stressful. Uh, the kids are growing, and their needs of me, their time of demand of me is getting growing as well. Mm-hmm. And I just feel very mummified, like if that's a word, <laughs> you know. So then I told him, "Say, can I take some time to find myself again? I I need to know that I'm more than just mum. Yep. Um, not just yeah. So yeah, then uh, I took time to do a bucket list. Okay. Yeah, I I mean bucket list is one thing lah. I went to I went to do scuba diving, something that I've wanted to do for oh. many many years. I've never done it. Yeah, then I also went to pick up some hobbies, pick up re pick up some of my old hobbies that I used to do, like cooking, baking, mm. sewing, and yeah, it was very, true. Very one of home icons. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can't tell. I'm very, actually very home person. Although my my husband will disagree, he say yeah, you cannot last a day in the country. You'll be a city girl for sure. <laughs> But I actually have that part of me where I'm happy doing all this. I guess you guys just want to do more activities. Yeah, correct, correct. The the home icons kind of like ah uh, yeah yeah homemaker yeah. homemaker kind of yeah yeah yeah. I I look out to my mom lah. My mom is mm. a new Changren, so she's also somebody who is very uh she works full time yep. uh. And she also took very good care of us, so I always look up to her. I guess I'm, I want to model my life after her. Mm. So that's why that part of me is the, yeah. the strong career part, and also want to do everything mm. by yourself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and always keeping yourself busy. Yes, she's also the same. Same person like that. Even now, even now, your mom is still like busy. Oh, she's she's like what seventy something. She's still wow. working. Yeah. So she yeah cannot stop and also lah. <laughs> so it it kind of runs in the blood. Ah uh, yeah, <laughs> and uh yeah. So after that was through one of those sewing classes that you know I. One of the project just wanted us to conceptualize the design and just brought me back to, oh. yeah, my pregnancy days. So it's just because like you went to pick up a hobby, the sewing, the class, and that's how mm. everything started. Yeah, I guess you can say that. I mean, it was something that allowed me to put what I had in the back of my mind mm. onto paper, and to see that it could be something that could come to pass. Mm. Because I'm a person that have a lot of 
Sufian have some idea, I have some idea there. Uh, full but of ideas. I, yeah, but I don't really have the time to really execute them. But that class probably made me to really sit down and conceptualize that designs. Uh, how I want it to be, what was the selling point, and things like that. So I thought, since I'm already doing it, then <laughs> let's see how far I can bring it, lah. Yeah, and I guess it was also coming from a point that I wanted to challenge myself to do things that I have not been able to do before. Mm. I mean, being at the bank, sorry, being at the yeah for some time, I I think there were part of me that wanted to grow in other areas, and I couldn't do that within my job. Yep. So, like I said, the creative part was something that I felt It's missing. Yeah. Missing. So, yeah. So this really gave me the opportunity mm. to rediscover that part. Yeah. So I guess it's also because if not for your kids, you wouldn't feel that burnout. If not for your kids, you wouldn't have the chance to pursue, uh, take up some hobbies, and eventually touch sewing, and that's how uh, Stealing Maternity was born. I think I will still. I mean, I still do sewing. I still do cooking, but I probably wouldn't have gone to it on a full time basis in that mm. sense. Like I wouldn't have created a labor out of it. Yeah, yeah. And that, or that, rather, I wouldn't have thought I would be. Po- <laughs> it would be possible for me to do it. So yeah. how long was uh Stalin maternity really till now? Stalin, from conceptualizing to now, uh, it's been some time lah. Uh, I mean, we just hit our first year, no, was it year a year a month plus in mm. since the official launch, but uh, since conceptualizing, probably about two years. Okay. About two years. Yeah. So it's about a year of conceptualizing, thinking, planning, then launch about a year ago. So congrats on your first anniversary. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Because it it seems to me like it it has been quite quite some time already. Yeah, because we keep talking about it, ma. Yeah, okay, keep talking about it because uh, because I remember when you came for the for my workshop in September last year, so mm. this idea seems to be there for quite some time. But in fact, it was only like six months back then. Uh, three months plus. Three months. Only. <laughs> okay, so you <laughs> it's still new. very new because I I I remember, um, we we spoke about it even some sessions and and we bounce off ideas, um, so I I guess this is this is something that I. Believe that the audience, right? Because we have, uh, we have people coming in. We have, uh, Jacqueline coming in. We have Rachel coming in. Hi, Rachel. Rachel Pang from Shopper Vision. Oh, hi, hi, Rachel. <laughs> I remember her from our workshop. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. So she was, uh, touching on the marketing part. Yeah. Mm. So, doc, uh, coming back to you, right? Because when you start stealing, and now, uh, having a full time job. Is it possible? Because I know of a lot of mothers that I spoke to, they will say, "Oh, it's not possible to juggle both uh, full time and also uh, a business on the side." So, how did it work for you, especially for the past one year or so? It's not impossible. It can be done. Uh, yes, but at what price? What, what I, do you mean I, by I, what price? Uh, I I didn't. That that's definitely a cost opportunity cost for all the time. I mean, we all only have 24 hours, right. yep. so I guess there's always something that has got to give in order for you to have time to work on this. So, I would just say that I have a very supportive husband. Mm. I think that's a very important key to this equation that makes it work. Yep. Yeah, I don't think I could have done it if it's not for him because. Uh, on the time, on the days when that uh, the kids will be screaming for mommy, I want mommy, I want mommy. If not for the fact that he's a very hands-on daddy, 
mm. I don't think I can concentrate and work on this uh, and and be yeah and and yeah and function you know yeah, yeah, yeah. and, and yeah. be um, being at ease because at ease, uh, yeah. because I, I also understand that a lot of mothers uh, it's very hard to let go it's very hard for them to let go and kind of like trust their husband in handling the kids like even for my wife she took her a while <laughs> her, took not just a while but years for her to really um, be not, 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 not to say that she's not trust she don't trust me it's just that she felt that she could do a better job I guess a lot of mothers that is tuning in right, <laughs> might, might agree with me right a lot of mothers will, uh, will think that oh I, I will do a better job my husband uh, cannot do it better than me that kind of mentality or that kind of mindset yeah, which is not wrong um, but at times this is something I share with a lot of mothers imagine right uh, why would we want to offer our help because we mm-hmm. we don't want our our love of our life which is you our wife yep. uh, to be so so tired mm-hmm. so shag so grumpy so grouchy and all that stuff we, we would not want our love of our life to, to have all that to be unhappy the most important thing so that's why we want to offer but we know that sometimes it's about the the attachment that uh, mothers do have with the kids um, that's why we want to offer but do trust us because if not you will not trust us in marrying us right so yes. it, it, it's the same goes with taking care of the kids yeah. you've yeah. already trust your heart with the fellow that you marry you might as well just trust him with the kids correct <laughs> Correct. So, so that's why when when I share this perspective to a lot of mothers, then oh okay, it's, it's, in fact quite true because, um, I guess the the belonging because the 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 child is with you for ten months, then you give birth. If your birth is not easy, like you mentioned in the beginning, your birth is not easy. Even for my wife, in fact, we are not even supposed to have our daughter. My wife is not physically healthy. Uh, she's down with lupus. So, uh, our daughter is basically, an, I would say, an angel. It's a miracle. Miracle miracle, miracle baby. Hmm. So that's why I guess that's why her whole heart and soul is really into into our daughter. Hmm. That's why her nan fang so very hard to let go. I so, think a lot of times it's not that we don't trust your it's just that yeah. Like you say, the hmm. attachment is so strong, especially um hormones yeah, also. Correct. Uh naturally makes us build that wall around. That mm-hmm. nobody's we are the mama bear, you know. Nobody's supposed to come near the baby. <laughs> the defensive mechanism. Yeah, the ve- defensive mechanism is actually very, very real. Um, so it probably will take some time to yeah. slowly let go. Yeah. And also, and, and you mentioned, uh, and what you ma- mentioned, right, is what I've seen in a lot of mothers nowadays, because of the hormonal changes, and some of them are not even aware, or some of their husband are, do not know such thing happens. Such mm-hmm. such thing will happen. Because uh, why would I know? Because of me um, working in Motherhood Magazine about 12 years ago and I need to consume the content. I know about po- pre- and postnatal depression, the blues, hormonal changes and all that stuff. So especially when you are breastfeeding, a lot of things will come also because of un- uncomfort. So having said that, right, let's see. Okay, we have Elsa tuning in. Uh, we have Melody we have yourself. Hi, <laughs> hi Melody. <laughs> we have yourself saying hi. Hi, hello, hi everyone. Yeah. So if you guys have any questions for Lisa, right? Like, how did she juggle, uh, being a full time working mom and also running a business on the side? Yeah. So can can just post the question in the chat. Then later we will, uh, I will ask Lisa about it. 
So coming back to you, like now you mentioned that we only have 24 hours and you're having your full-time job and having, uh, still having time to run your business, which is still in maternity. So how do you block out the time? How do you, I... is there a schedule or is there a formula? Is there a secret? Because I believe a lot of mothers <laughs> will be wondering like, you have two boys some more. I think boys, they, most of them will not, will feel that, wow, one boy is really hard to handle, right? you still got two boys. That's why the trick is to give them to have two, ma, so they keep each other company. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess that theory works, right? Because um, I always tell my wife, like you always complain like, like, uh, like our daughter is always sticking to you. Why don't we have another one so that she can play with the younger one so that she won't, like they will, they will distract them away from you. La. Yeah, yes and no. La. Of course, then when they, they quarrel, then it'll be like, you know, you need to be the judge again. It'll be every other day, mommy, go call this, this, this. Yeah, then you also, yeah, endless story. La. Is, is that but a day-to-day I, thing for, for boys, for like for brothers? I, I think they were a lot. Uh, I think because when the younger, when the my youngest was much younger too, mm. He okay from I think from young he never knew life with just me and my husband mm. So to him actually Coco is his world. Coco is ah, his hero. He wow. learned to say Coco before he learned to say daddy and mommy. <laughs> so wow. that was how much he looked up to his Coco. But as he grew older, I guess also his awareness lah. Yeah. He learns to have uh, his own personality, individuality. So he will start to know that hey, Coco played cheat. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Coco will ask him to do certain things because Coco want him to you know. Yeah, so okay. they like Coco and mommy Coco this, Coco that is, yeah, this <laughs> kind of the stuff. the complain la. king really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he is a bit wiser now. He doesn't, yeah, he, he will compare about Coco. Then mm. uh, Coco is also, because it's a three-year gap. Yep. So in terms of maturity, he is a little bit more advanced than his age or so. Okay. So he does sometimes find like, oh, Titi is a bit kiddish already. Mm. Uh, so he's at that stage where he'll be like, don't really want to play with Titi but if you've got no choice you'll play la. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that kind of brotherly tension but I'm not too fussy about it because at the end of the day they still make up you know mm. fight and make out and they still hug it out so that's fine they're still close so I think yeah, okay um, just need to manage that la. but so yeah. it seems like, like like hearing from you like managing two boys seems to be easy to it's not as hard as what most people are thinking uh, most no, parents no, no, are no, thinking no. It's not easy. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry if I made it look too simple. Because all, you sound simple. All, no, no. All moms of boys, mom of two boys, three boys, or mom of boys will tell you it's not easy at all. <laughs> if you heard the equation, right? They say, okay, I'm not. It's just an example. Okay, yeah. I'm not saying everybody disclaimer, is the same. Disclaimer. Yeah, disclaimer, disclaimer first. Okay, that one boy is equivalent to uh two girls. Mm. So if you have one boy. I have two boys. Yeah, equivalent to having four girls. Yeah, <laughs> so that's the kind of the noise level that you have in the house, lah. Ah, okay. I I agree with the the noise level. I agree. Yeah, with because they have so much energy yeah. to burn. They are just constantly climbing, crawl. Yeah, everything, lah. Yeah, you need Follow to. Them. That's why. That's why outsourcing to your husband is the best way, right? To to check out your husband rather than check out yourself. Uh, <laughs> uh well, you know. Uh, husband, uh, men have their cave to go to, oh, so they yeah, yeah, yeah. they very tired. Then they will be their bear in the off. cave. Yeah. Also, no good for me, <laughs> So I rather deal with the kids. Sometimes it's easier to deal with the kids who, you know, kids very easy one. Mm. They they angry, then they make out, they forget about it. Yeah. Really, when you scold them, it's 
yeah. But you know, you can't scold your husband. <laughs> I get it. I <laughs> get they it. cannot. Yeah, yeah. I, I get it because uh, I always will agree. Uh, this is what I tell other mothers also. In fact, um, men are very simple. Like even your husband is like another another boy. We are always like, we are always the boy at heart. Like we like mm. to play games. We like to do a lot of things. We like to be adventurous. It's very very simple, lah. Yeah, do do not have to complicate things. So having said that, like now you have a full time job, which is also demanding because you have been in the job for many many years, and also starting your business, um, which is in in maternity, and also two boys, and on top of all these things you are doing, right? You still volunteer yourself as a community leader with Women of Courage Asia. So mm. why did that additional role came in? <laughs> Yeah, it's like it's like uh, aren't you very busy already? Your twenty four hours would have maxed out already, but you still have this additional time for it, which I so believe that a lot of mothers uh that are tuning in, they must be wondering like how how do you find time for it? Some of them have one job already and don't have time already, have one job and and one kid already don't have time already. How do you ma- How do you manage to have that? I I guess it's how important that. Thing is to you in terms of, I mean, of course, urgency makes a difference. Um, but we are body, soul, and spirit. I guess I think my soulish part needs the creative side. You know, soulish part. My soul needs the creativity. Uh, That's why I have. I need that soul food. You know, people okay. they eat to have soul food, lah, <laughs> uh, or they watch Korean drama to have soul food. Uh, you know, my to, to charge you, like in the way. Yes, correct. My. Yeah, so for me actually, Stillen is my soul food. Mm. So I don't feel tired when I'm doing it yep. in that sense because you're passionate about it. Yeah, I'm not as tired. I'm still tired. <laughs> I'm not as tired. <laughs> I mean, I'm not. I'm not a robot. I I still get tired doing mm. it. But um, but it like I say because it challenges me. There's the adrenaline. There's something that keeps me going there. Mm. So it fills me out in that sense. It's um, like an outlet for you. With yes. all the negativity, <laughs> whatever oh. energy that you you had, I, use just... too much rational, na- rational thinking ah. at work already. So I just need, need some, yeah, correct. So then I guess for women of courage Asia, it was very much the spirit side, mm. because um, I mean I've been fortunate enough that I I've been able to walk out of, you know that. Midlife crisis. I mean, quarter I life rather, crisis. <laughs> ah, yeah, qu- okay lah, quarter life crisis. But you know, um, I could have gone spiral down further into you know something else. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was definitely at the brink of a breakdown already. Mm-mm. Um. So, and from my own experience of the loss, I guess I felt like I there was definitely more that I could offer. Then, yeah, what I'm doing. I mean, my daily work doesn't really allow me to interact a lot with mm. people on a relational level. Stillen is still something that's growing. Um, but because I'm still on the back, I'm working behind the scene. Mm. Again, I don't have that kind of opportunity to really be on the ground and reach out to them yet. The social part. Mm, yeah. So, uh, Women of Courage, uh, Asia, uh, is a platform where we challenge women to move from a place of fear. To a place of courage, mm. and I think that was where I was when I had my quarter life crisis. I was facing a lot of fear in my life, um, fear of who I am, or why am I doing the things I'm doing, 
uh, fear of whether I'm good enough as a mom. Um, there's just a lot of thoughts that were, you know, holding me down as a person as our baggage from yeah. experiences. So, um, being able to move on, and I f- I found myself resonating with the 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 mission behind Women of Courage Asia. Yeah. Yep. Getting women to move from fear to courage, and I think that's something that a lot of women have. We have a lot, a lot, a lot of fears. We have yeah. a lot, a lot, a lot. Of Packages, and if you know what what we do at one of our meeting is usually to share our personal story of courage to mm. encourage one another. You know that hey, if I can do it, you can do it. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of times we just need to know we we are especially in the society today, we hardly have a chance to hear people share these kind of stories. What we hear is on the newspaper and things yeah. like that, and yeah. Whether so, it's true or not true, it's still a question mark. Yeah, and because you're not hearing from the horse's mouth, yep. I guess it also takes away your certain person um elements of closeness yep. that you can build with the person. Mm-hmm. So when I was there to explore, I you know the story I heard. Yeah, I mean, I'll be tearing yeah. because it is just the, the struggles is very very real, and you just feel like you can bond with this. Ladies, because they are just very open about yeah. what they share. Because so, the it's a it's a safe haven for all of you, safe yeah. environment for you all to to be able to share openly, and not being judged. Because everybody that's why it's called Women of Courage. And I'm I'm uh, want to do a shout out to Lillian, uh, who's the founder of Women of Courage Asia, and also my fellow Black Card Books author. Um, I'm really, really very proud of her uh, building this community and in also to extend it to more women um, because like like what you mentioned, even for me in the past 10 over years of working with mothers, uh, working with women also at the same time, I, I understand there's a lot of fears, but there's no place that is safe enough. Um, nobody has created um, that safe place for a lot of women to really open their hearts to really share their struggles and then uh, because with women that overcomes it overcome all this adversity and coming back to pay it forward to share like for you you have pulled through it and definitely you want to pay it forward want to help in any ways to tell them that hey you are not alone mm. I believe that that is the key thing because yep, a lot of time definitely. we will just keep ourselves even for me I was I went through depression uh, even such an optimistic person like me, bubbly person like me, I will still go into depression. So don't talk about people who are very introvert or very quiet. They, they will fall into that also. So you, that's why I believe that um, like why you talk about the spirit, spiritual part, which is to give back and uh, be a community leader uh, because you felt there's a, there's a mission, there's a calling for you to really help out uh, and to share your story and at the same time while sharing you're also absorbing uh, getting um, courage encouraged from the rest. also yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm also getting encouraged too so having having doing all these things so time is not a not a factor for you what I say <laughs> it is <laughs> but I have it quite compartmentalized oh. in, a, in a way your, that means your time management is really good lah uh, no, I, my my husband would choose to still disagree with that. Because <laughs> everything um, is him. Everything is him. <laughs> no. Um. Okay. Okay. How? Because for my job, uh, the good thing about the nature of my job is, while it's very very intensive yeah. for the time that I'm at work, I, for the longest time, I didn't have to bring home work. Mm, so once I get off good. work, is I'm off work. Yeah. 
unless I mean some ad hoc stuff do occur every now and then but otherwise it's okay it's not that often right not that often yeah so thankfully so pretty much after work you know is I will spend like you know the dinner time till probably about 9 the, the kids will go to bed go to sleep then after 9-ish it's my time to work on still learn mm. my weekend is also yeah still learn part of it yeah but I will always like segment a period of time is family time Yep. So I feel like I mean weekend Is not the whole day That we need to spend With the kids mm-hmm. They can do their own things too Because yep. as they're growing um, And like I say Because they have the two of them It's not that difficult mm, I can still carve company, out right? Yeah that I can still carve out Bits and pieces Here and there To to work on it And a lot of the ideas That I have um, Yeah I jot them down So that when I When I need to do it I can just attack it mm. And yeah So you just Can find pockets Of time here and there To do it lah. Yeah and and what what you mentioned is is very very true, and this is what I, uh, I share with a lot of mothers who say, oh, I don't have time. I got one kid already, want to die already. How to have more time? But I guess it's it's all in the mind. If you want to make time, you will make time. And the other thing is, um, to time block, which is to manage your time in in terms of time block. And yep. and you mentioned that the kids, in fact, kids don't need hundred percent of our time. Like you mentioned, this is something that. A lot of parents need to understand and need to realize that kids need to breathe away <laughs> from the parents also. If not, they will be always on their gut. Especially if you are a tiger mom or tiger father, they you they have to always be on their gut. Yeah. So so I I guess for you, you also give them the freedom because you have two of them, and also uh you really condition them that. Uh, it's not a habit; they will always come and find you. They know that there's certain time they can come and find you, right? Uh, they have not been so well trained yet, <laughs> but um, I I guess what is probably right is um, you know uh, how to say, they they quality time is probably mm, yes. important, and I think with my first one because he was my rainbow baby, I was very protective of him, so the point that I was with him all the time hmm. but I realised because I was so protective of him everything he needs to look to me to see whether I agree or don't approve or don't approve then can do then it kind of like work against it isn't it because mm, then yeah. he cannot stand for himself right. he cannot not make independent enough make yeah. decision on himself yeah. yeah and that was not how I was brought out to be by my parents my parents pretty much it. <laughs> not that day but you know it's pretty much a please you know you got to be independent look after yeah. yourself because my mom need to work um, yeah there's pretty much not many adults at home so yep. I, I don't want my son to grow up to be the kind that's the strawberry generation where mm. you know must always cling at mommy's skirt that kind so are you the eldest in the family? no I'm the, I'm the youngest actually oh in the family so you have siblings I have one elder brother ah okay yeah but I mean, we were, we were both very, very independent uh, in mm. that sense. Oh, well so, trained by your mom. <laughs> oh, yes. So then, and my dad too. He would mm. drop us at libraries for hours while he go and <laughs> go to the adult section. He will just drop us at the children's section for two, oh. three hours. Yeah, when we're done, we'll go and find him kind of thing. So that's the kind of um, independent that I want my kids to grow up to be yep. because um, I won't be around forever. Mm. So I got to teach them to be resilient, to be independent. Yep. Yeah. Um, I guess that's so, also why you you chose to step into entrepreneurship e- because that resilient part of you have to come out. Yep, 
Yeah, and that, not being dependent on your full-time job also, right? I, yeah, I mean, I wasn't really thinking about the story and all those <laughs> things, but I mean, I guess it, it did, the, the story of this resilience thing did come true after a while that I realized that, hey, by me starting out on the entrepreneurship journey, mm. I also show my kids that, you know, mommy is not somebody that, you know, just is, not that I say I'm not contented with life. I mean, I, I've been very blessed that, mm-hmm. you know, it's been pretty okay but um, like I say uh, life is not just smooth sailing all the way yep. that's definitely I think they need to see me in action which I think they see me more uh, mm. in this entrepreneurship, entrepreneurship journey yep. than me at my job because they don't see that part right. at all yeah you're right you're right yeah. and, and, and that's why that's, in fact your story right is also the reason why I want to do what I, w- I want to do that means to empower mothers to be entrepreneurs because the part of you, right, your children will be able to see. Like for my wife, if not for this uh, working at home, that means for this pandemic, right, she won't be working at home. And my mm. daughter will not know, hey, mommy, when mommy work, right, she's very serious. Cannot play, play. Well. She cannot school that. So, so just now, uh, during the daytime, because this week is uh, school holiday for them. So my daughter, she's very sticky to her. So she will come, and hey, mommy here, mommy there. Then my wife, when she has at work, right, she's very serious. So she will speak a bit louder, a bit uh, on the fear, stern. Then my, my daughter is like, oh, then for me, I cannot take it. I say, darling, can you don't disturb mommy? I will go out and say, can you do, don't disturb her? You, anything, you can come to me. Yeah, so so I, so I it's like because of this working at home, right? But, but at the same time, it's also a part of entrepreneurship because working at home, a lot of entrepreneurs work from home, mm. work at home. And this is something that where the children can see. Like during this period of time, my daughter already conditioned that I'm going to run the live show, so she will not come and disturb me. Then yeah, so so it's really conditioning your kids to know when to disturb you, when when you are free, and also like you mentioned, uh, it's also to be hundred percent present for them. The quality of it. A lot mm-hmm. of times, I see a lot of parents. Um, they when they spend time with the kids, right? Their mind and soul is with the work. <laughs> or when they're at work the mind and soul is with the kids so it's, it's so it's, they are spreading themselves so thin and kids being kids right they're very sensitive creature human being so they will sense whether mommy is there 100% so when they talk to you and you're, you don't respond you're not there your soul body are not there mm. they will felt it and that's mm. why I have I have parents or friends coming to me hey how come my kids don't listen to me because when your kid wants you to want to talk to you you're not listening to them mm. Actually, I, I mean, honestly, what you're saying is very true because I, 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 I am still learning and I'm still learning how to ch- change and grow with the needs of the kids and like you say, spending quality time. I, I mean, I'm guilty of what you say yeah, as well. I think you know. everybody starts somewhere. Yeah, but I mean, I, I, I do see what you're saying, you know, that as I, as I became more aware, you know, nowadays when I talk yeah. to my kids, sometimes... Sometimes the pinting, one side coming, one side out. Yeah. I'll be like, eh, that's not really the kind of response that I want from my kid. And mm. it, it's just as a reminder to myself that, hey, you know, it's, you need to be there yeah. when you spend time. Yeah. If it's, not, it's not just physically then, there. It's really yeah, the heart yeah. and soul and like, like the handphone put one side, whatever, no distraction at all. It's easy said and done. But the thing is the effort has to be there because if you don't start it now, right, in the future, which I've seen a lot of parents, a lot of my older friends, their kids are already old enough. And the kids are, don't, it's not talking to them at all because when they were young, you are not talking to them. When they want to talk to you, they want to talk to them. So now when they are older, you want to talk to them, they don't even want to talk to you. 
So mm. there's a lot of re- repercussion, a lot of side effects on that. That's why um, that's why it's about the quality of time being hundred percent present, because um, although every day I will spend about two hours with my daughter, even over lunch, over dinner, it's really good enough. It's the hundred percent listening to them, what they have have uh, have after school, what uh what things, what are their who are their new BFF and all that stuff. Really <laughs> been there to listen to them, yeah. and like you mentioned, after they they go to bed, ready for school. From ten onwards, it's me working already, so mm-hmm. you have to schedule your your time also. Yeah, yeah. So having said that, right? Um, like now you're working from home. How has this pandemic affected you? I like your your job, your business, or even things that you're doing. Uh, I I would still say actually on the high side, right? This circuit breaker has been quite a good change for. I I don't think it's just me. I. I think it has been quite a good impact for a lot of families. Yes, mm. I mean we have heard of other families who have not done so well in the CB as well. But I think it did allow a lot of us to take a step back from our mm. very hectic schedule and be forced to communicate and connect with yeah. the people that we are stuck in the four walls with. <laughs> Especially your spouse, right? Uh, no, 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 that one is okay. I okay. mean, we've been friends for so long, so it's oh, okay, okay. it's okay already. Mm. Yeah, we don't have that problem. But it's like how 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 because my voice really had a lot of energy. So how we kind of like really try to keep them engaged and mm. uh build the bond during this circuit breaker was, um, playing a lot of family games. Yeah. Yeah, so he's at the age that he likes to play Monopoly. Yeah. He can play all those card games and whatever. Not so we'll play together, lah. You know, even the younger one is at the stage where he can understand numbers. So mm-hmm. we just are saying you pick that four or you pick that thing and yeah, he throws the card for us. It's about yeah. the bonding. It's also about yep. blocking time for family games. And now yeah. you have you have more hours. You have what are uh, two hours, two and four the commuting hours. You can just block it out and and just play games with them. And after that, yeah. they are done already. Then after that, they you, they they won't come and disturb you. A kiss is never enough, one day. <laughs> <laughs> you should know. Yeah, they, but I guess it's also the control, so the yeah, yeah, control lah. Yeah. yeah, but we do. I mean, we still t- stick to, you know, bedtime. Then uh, after bed, after bedtime is here, they just need to go go to bed. Then then I have my me time. <laughs> if not, then I yeah, it will it will, it will it will be quite difficult if I don't have that. Yeah, good. Good to hear that that you are you have benefited from this uh, circuit breakers or this pandemic, uh, period. So, so at the same time, what would what would you advise um, a working moms before they jump into setting up a business? What would you, what would be your maybe one advice or three advice if anyone uh, having a job, a full time job, but do not want to leave the job, and but they wanted to like for you to have another creative side. To be out to start a business or to fulfill some dreams, mm. <laughs> maybe one. Uh, okay. Honestly, because I'm the kind that's really just haphazard kind. Uh, <laughs> I just go with the feel, go with the flow, mm. and it's not so easy for me to to just because it's like me <laughs> pointing finger back <laughs> myself for not doing it before. Um. I mean, definitely. I if I, I if what if I had the chance to go back to tell myself at that point in time mm. how I could have done it better or even, um, that's good. Uh, mm. Would probably be definitely to, uh, share that idea out 
much earlier in the stage. Mm, share to, the idea out with who? That means to, to mean toy with the your, idea. No, with the your, uh, no, I mean, the fact that if you decide to go out and do it, mm-hmm. you need to start from a very early stage to let people know that you are doing something mm. and not do it after you have launched. I think that's that's where no okay. because oh, the means to test out the idea or what yeah. we call to develop the the minimal variable product. Uh no, more like uh more like to grow your community even mm. before you officially have your brand, mm, your launch, or whatever. It. You need to have a community that's already on your journey with you. They are kind of like anticipating what you are trying to do. Mm-hmm. They 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 know what you're gonna do, and they they want to know how you're growing this business. What is your, what is your milestone along your journey? Mm-hmm. I think it's <clears throat> it's something that I wish I could have brought my 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 the the mummy committee that I'm working with along with, and I share with them, you know, how it was like when I started out. Mm-hmm. You know, whether is it testing out that that new apparel. You know, choosing the mm-hmm. the different kind of uh, fabric. You know, me uh crossing my first fear barrier to go uh a country by myself. Mm. I don't even know to go and find manufacturer. Yeah, all these things are things that a you support be, team. A support, yeah. yeah, I mean just to also like you said, you know, like how I do with you, I bounce idea off you. Yeah, your community is a very precious uh resource to bounce idea mm-hmm. off. Yeah, because they are excited with you on your journey already. Yeah. So I think it's good to build that journey, uh, that community right mm. from the start. Yeah. Yeah. And definitely, they will also help you tweak ideas on whether you, where your direction of your business is supposed to go. Mm. I think because we can get, I'm a dreamer, so <laughs> I sometimes get so Shifted. lost in my dream. Keep flying, yeah. flying. Uh no, sometimes you have, you also professionalist lah. So you keep thinking, thinking, then you never really act on it, ma. Yeah. But or Overthink. you have. <laughs> Yeah, you overthink. So you just need somebody on the ground to kind of tell you whether it's in line with what they want. Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess like like you pin uh, pointed out something that uh, I guess most bis okay, most mothers who want to start business, um, they always want the fluff, meaning that oh, I have a company, I'm a founder of what what what, but in the end, when they go out to the market, right, they're alone. Like you mentioned mm. you are alone, and because you are doing this for the first time, you have no one there. To guide you or someone to bounce off the ideas or a market or a community to really eh, if I do this how would it be? That means to bounce off uh, comments or maybe to test out the market within your focus group. Mm. Yeah, so this is something that uh, for some mompreneurs uh, or mothers who want to start business, I will share with them that the key thing is to build your build your build your fence or you build your tribe. Example: mm. If you want want to start a maternity where what you will need to do is to build a a community of pregnant mothers then to support them to share with them or maybe be a, like a mentor to them to advise okay uh, now I have two kids or even group a group of mothers that already have one kid two kids to come in to share with all these pregnant mothers yeah so that, that that could be the way so depending on what business you want to step in but definitely it's not too late you still can you can you still can start something and now you have a community and I, I guess you also touched on something that bounce off idea you need someone who's a mentor who's who's been in the market that is uh, experienced enough to give you guidance and give you direction and not take opinion from people who have not done it this is uh, something that I 
realize that a lot of mother who start into business step into business they take the wrong advice taking opinion as advice mm-hmm. taking opinion from people who has not been there done that and and to execute because maybe they have not done it they are just giving you their opinion their take on it but it may not be practical so this is something to be more aware lah. Yeah, but thanks thanks a lot for the advice uh, to, le- to, to share with the mothers if they want to start a business start a community first so that you have a community for you to bounce off the ideas and also for your for your business so time really flies uh, really kind of more than more than uh, what we actually because it was a good chat initially yeah. when we first started you say oh Kenneth I don't know I can't chat uh, I can't do this uh, but in the end we, you, you, you do good yeah, you are oh, very, thank you. Yeah, very, very, very well. So having said that, um, maybe you can let the audience know uh, how can they get connected with you? Uh, yeah, uh, you can follow me on my Facebook page, uh, Lisa Chong, or you can follow uh, Stillen on uh, IG under Stillen underscore SG. Yeah. Mm, okay. So for those who want to uh, get connected with Lisa, you can go to the description of my, of this post. Uh, all her links, all her social media links are um, being uh, stated inside so you guys can connect with her you can DM her or even to uh, message her so um, last but not least now it's your turn for you to post the question <laughs> of the day out to the audience and also to the next guest so Lisa are you ready? yeah I am <laughs> <laughs> okay so share, share uh, my yeah so my question to the next speaker or the audience would be what is your last story uh, of courage? last story of courage oh interesting yeah. So it's something that we practice uh, at our Women of Courage Asia uh, Mali meeting. But I think it's a very important question that um, a lot of us sh- can answer. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, the adrenaline is good, I guess, also. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I mean, I'm just saying, uh, yeah, but we, we need to remind ourselves that we have uh, yeah, milestones in our life that we can look back, that we say, hey, I've done it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can just pat ourselves on the back and say, hey, well done. Because a lot of the time, we don't appreciate ourselves enough. So I think that's something that we can all do for ourselves. Yeah. So yeah. I just want to confirm your question of the day, right? Which is, what is your last story of courage? Yep. Is it? Okay. Yes. So this question of the day posted by Lisa goes out to all of you who are watching, who are still tuning in. Uh, really thank all of you. Um, the 12 of you have been still online if you guys have any question uh you can just let us know in the chat now um uh, before we go to wrap up so the question of the day by lisa is what is your last story of courage so for those who are watching the replay and for those who are tuning in you guys can share with us um your answer in the chat uh if not um lisa any last advice for the mothers who are thinking of stepping into entrepreneurship or for those who are who want to pursue their passion so any last advice for them Last advice: You are your worst critic, but you can also be, you should also be your best cheerleader. Yeah. Wow. Because yeah, so always frame your frame your thoughts to be the best cheerleader for yourself. Let the critic be somebody else. Yeah. Wow! Wow! That that's a yeah. very very awesome uh, advice for all the mothers out there. For those who are tuning in, uh, thank you everyone. Uh, thanks Melody. Thanks Elsa. Um, also thanks Rachel thanks Jack thanks Nicole thanks Gina um, thanks Alex okay thanks Angela thank you very much and thanks for the hearts I, I didn't see who, who <laughs> leave thanks Anita yeah I can see some of my yeah 
your friends. Thanks, Belinda. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Okay, yeah. good, good, good. Thanks a lot. Thanks everyone. And um, Kenneth here signing off. Okay, Melody say a powerful statement by Lisa. Thank you. Oh, thanks, Melody. Thanks, Melody. <laughs> <laughs> thanks a lot. Alright. Yeah. So uh, Kenneth here signing off with Lisa. Thank you guys for watching Mompreneur Space live show, and I shall see you guys next week. See you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye.